Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Dorito, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, April 9, 2017. The text for the day comes from Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and 19 through 29. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches, up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. I'll never forget that day in 1999, I was serving as the supply pastor at Cotton Valley, First United Methodist Church. And I was out doing my visitation that day, and there was one lady I decided that I didn't call in advance, but I figured I would just drop in. And I went and I knocked on the door in the garage. And I got a look from that lady that no pastor ever wants to get when he drops in for a visit. And I asked her, I said, uh, she opened the door and she said, uh, next time come through the front door. And I said, why is that? You know, I mean, not, it wasn't immediately, it wasn't a confrontation. And she said, because I'm not ready for anyone to see the back door. There's too much stuff on this porch. There's too much mess. And quite frankly, preacher, I love you, but I was embarrassed for you to see it. And I've never forgotten that moment. Not because of any awkwardness, but because of the truth that I think that statement conveyed about so much of today. This day, Palm Sunday. And it says a lot about our discipleship and a lot about following Jesus. For I think one of the most frustrating things about Jesus, and yes, I am going to stand up here as your pastor and tell you I am frustrated with Jesus at times. Because Jesus has a way of showing up in places I really don't want Him to be. Jesus has a way of showing up in places that I haven't prepared for Jesus to show up. I have these expectations of where I want Jesus to be. And I have these expectations about what I want Jesus to see. Aaron and I were so excited a few years ago when for, I think it was our 10th or 15th wedding anniversary, we got a new coffee table and end tables. And we were so excited because they had a lot of compartments so we could shove stuff in there at the last minute. 
Or we had to clean up. Am I the only one in the room that has to do that from time to time? You know, you, you know what it's like. I mean, I know most of y'all live in homes the Southern Living could take a picture of today. Aaron and I are not housekeepers. Alright, I promise you. It's a good thing to have the front door and not, and, and the back door. But yet, Jesus has this nasty habit of showing up not just where we want Him, and not showing up how we would want Him to come, but Jesus has this inconvenient habit of showing up in places which we would least expect Him. And showing up in ways that are mighty inconvenient for us. And Palm Sunday is one of those days where instead of preaching the gospel lesson about Jesus telling His disciples about going and getting the donkey and about going and getting ready, we went with the psalm reading for today. Because I think the psalm reading has a lot to say to us as well. For part of the reason why we don't understand Palm Sunday is you and I do not understand the circumstances by which Jesus entered Jerusalem. For back in those days, cities had walls. And you had a proper front door, and then you had the back door. And Jesus and His merry band of misfits, as we learned at Christmas when Herod put out a contract on his head, these guys were not exactly welcome. So when you and I gather on Palm Sunday, and we read what the Bible translators have looked at as the triumphal entry, you and I can be very tempted to miss a few things. For these were people who were without hope. These are people who had been marginalized by society. These were people who were surrounded by despair. These were people who were mocked and ridiculed and set aside, and they are going, my goodness, what's next? And the 118th Psalm, which Joe Black read so beautifully, captures the essence not of the historical acts of the day, but more importantly to me, it captures the attitude that you and I are to have when it comes to Palm Sunday, when it comes to Easter Sunday, when it comes to the reality that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. Because on this day, when they saw their promised one coming in, they found joy, even if it was in the back door. You see in the psalm, O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel, that is, let all of God's people say, His steadfast love endures forever. On this Palm Sunday, I wish I could stand here and tell you that everybody's doing fine. I wish I could stand here and tell you none of us have any cares in the world. I wish I could stand here and tell you that everything's just fine, but the reality is it's not. Now, true, we have a lot to give thanks for because of advantages we have. But there are those places in our lives where we are in agony, where we are suffering. And no two persons can be compared 
one person's suffering is not necessarily better or worse than another because everyone has their own perspective on these things. And so when we read in the psalm, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, sometimes we can be caught up and quite naturally and say, I don't see it. I don't see that God is good. I don't see that Jesus is present. I don't see that the Holy Spirit is sustaining me because I feel like I'm going through a tormented hell right now. But when we come to Palm Sunday, we are reminded of the reality that we give thanks to God not because of our circumstances. We give thanks to God not because of our circumstances. We give thanks to God because of who God is and God's steadfast and eternal love. It's only when we allow ourselves to go back into this position of the oppressed, when we go back in this position of the marginalized, we go back to this condition that they were in, that we realize the joy came not because of circumstance, but because of Jesus coming, because His love is eternal. Like I said, I wish I could say everything's good and golden in everyone's life. It's not. It's not. No more than it was for them. After all, the reason why the palm branches and the cloaks were part of the day is because they didn't, they had roads departments about like ours some days. And the back part of town, take a look at pretty much any city. At a certain point, you can tell where the high-dollar neighborhoods are and where they are not by the condition of the roads and the infrastructure. And so these people were welcoming Jesus with what they had. They threw the palm branches on the ground. They threw their cloaks on the ground because that's what they had. The road was not paved. The cobblestones were not there. And if they didn't do something, it was going to be a big, dusty, dirty mess. Even worse than walking through the arena at the parish fair every year where you get dirt on yourself everywhere. And so they're throwing these things out there because that's all they had. That's what they had to prepare the way of the Lord. They prepared the way of the Lord because they knew something that you and I can forget from time to time, more often than we care to admit. And we forget it because we get so stuck on our own situations that we forget that we are part of a bigger story. And what we forget is that in the midst of despair and exile, in the midst of despair and exile, we celebrate God's taking the unlikely and the rejected to bring hope and inspiration. In the midst of despair and exile, we celebrate God's taking the unlikely and rejected to bring hope and inspiration. For after all, the psalmist says, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice 
and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. There are so many things in our world that want to suck us of our hope, that want to suck us of our joy, that want to vacuum out any thought of a better day. These are things that other people have done to us. They are things that we have done to ourselves and that we have done to others. There is no room for grace, forgiveness, mercy, and hope because we get caught up in circumstance. And we go, how in the world can we rejoice when we're going through so much heartache? This was a little Jewish boy, a little Jewish teacher who many thought was out there who was coming in the back door to observe a tradition that was mocked and ridiculed. These people had nothing, and yet they rejoiced. They didn't have a chance to go and open the front doors of the city. They didn't have a chance to get the king's guards up and do the trumpets and all that jazz. They didn't have a chance to roll out the red carpet to welcome their Savior. They had to sneak Him in the back door. And yet, they had an attitude of rejoicing. And they had an attitude of rejoicing because of the same reason we do. We rejoice today. We rejoice because today is a gift from God. We rejoice because today is a gift from God made due to God's grace and love for the benefit of all creation. We rejoice because today is a gift from God made due to God's grace and love for the benefit of all creation. Little did they know that on Palm Sunday as they welcomed their man in, little did they know that a week later they would be vindicated for their belief because he would have died and rose again. Watch the back door. You never know what's coming in. It could be the preacher on an unannounced visitor. It could be Jesus on the donkey. You never know what it is that God is going to be doing in the back door. But we better be ready. You and I have this bad habit from time to time of thinking of there's only one way to do this Christianity. There's only one way to do this faith. There's only one way to do this church. And yet Jesus flipped it all on His head. And we rejoice. And we rejoice because we worship a God who dares and enter through the back door. For those of you who are hanging on by a thread physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. Remember this, on this day, they had no idea a week later the tomb would be empty. Watch the back door. You never know what message of hope and resurrection may be coming through. And you may be thinking, how and what in the world should I do in the meantime? I can tell you what you need to do in the meantime. You need to do what they did. Whatever the palms are in your life, whatever are those things that you can grab 
to prepare the way of the Lord. Let that be who we are. Let that be what we do. Let us be people who lay out anything and everything we have, no matter how big or how small, to prepare the way for Jesus to enter into our lives. Let us be ready to welcome the Savior. Let us be ready to welcome the King. Whether He comes in a big sedan or whether He comes on the back of a donkey, let's lay it out. Let's quit worrying about how things look. Let's quit worrying about what could possibly go wrong. Let's worry instead about simply being people who prepare the way of the Lord because He is coming, and when He comes, He brings hope, He brings mercy, He brings peace, He brings joy, and He tells the marginalized and the forgotten that I am with you. May it be so for us. May we find the palms in our lives, and may we lay them out for the Lord to come. And may we gather again on Thursday night and see even more about how Jesus blows the mind of His disciples. And in another way, remind you and I, watch the back door. You never know what's coming. Thank you for listening to this podcast from First United Methodist Church of Deritter, Louisiana. Find out more about us at fumcderitter.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash fumcdr. Have a blessed day.